Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hope everyone's feeling good today, and welcome to Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here. This is podcast 395, as we're going to talk about some secrets on how to accomplish more in less time. You've seen successful people that just do more and more, faster, faster, better, better, get more done. We all have the same amount of time, but some people just accomplish a lot more. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking about that. I was down in Southern California this week doing a seminar face-to-face. They're coming back. It's feeling good. The focus was on getting more persuasion tools and how do you create change, get people to like change, get buy-in for that change, and get that change to stick long-term. It's all a function of influence, verbal packaging, and persuading people how they want to be persuaded. So since we'll be talking about getting more done, let's do the blunder. I'm going to take the blunder. I'm going to be the blunder, Homer. Don't, don't, don't. So I haven't flown for a while. In most years, I've clocked in you know, 150,000 miles a year or more. And I've got a system down. Things are already packed. I really don't have to think about it too much. You throw in some clothes, maybe a suit. Things are good to go. And I rarely had to think about it. And as I traveled for the first time in a long time on a plane, I didn't have a checklist. And I just grabbed things. And it didn't go so well. I usually make sure I have an ILC. Didn't check this time. And that wasn't the case. Didn't have a water bottle. My pre-check had expired or something happened. I still don't know what happened to it to where I didn't get the faster line. Gauging the time to the gate. Phone charger. Even a mask. I forgot a mask. And I was thinking about this. Being prepared. Having a checklist. Pilots on planes always have a checklist. It doesn't matter if they've flown a thousand times. You as a passenger wants them to do the checklist every time, and they do do the checklist every time, and sales and persuasion is the same thing. Now, these weren't major things, few inconveniences, but when you talk about persuasion, pre-persuasion, being prepared, having a checklist, not assuming you're going to remember everything, that is the key to success. I saw that when I was researching Persuasion IQ, that people were more prepared. They have checklists. They thought it through. They didn't just show up and throw up. They either had a system or a checklist that they followed every time. So I'm the blunder. I blew it. It was kind of rocky at times because I did forget some things and almost didn't make my flights because they were sending me to different lines I was not used to. And as I was returning home, I did notice the pilot had their checklist out and it made me feel more comfortable. And then your prospects the same way. What is the number? Uh, It's over 80%. I want to say it's 82% of professionals felt salespeople were unprepared, not ready. So I want to go through a few things that great persuaders do, not only to accomplish more, but to sell more, persuade more, and have better connections with their prospects. So I'll take the blunder. Have your checklist. Let me give you some tools here, which brings us to our geeky, scarly article. which has a little overlap of accomplishing 10 times more in half the amount of time. 
This study is out of the Journal of Applied Psychology, Science Daily, and the University of Cincinnati. This article's on the upside of workplace interruptions. You know, you're in a groove, you get things going, you're in the middle of a project, things are happening, and then you get this pop-in? <laughs> some people love the pop-in, some people hate the pop-in, some people pop-in too long. Some personalities like it better than others. And for some people, it drives them crazy. You're like, just send me an email while you're here. Now, this is an interesting study because there's the upside. So it found that these interruptions are beneficial to a sense of belonging and can counterbalance the negative, such as lost productivity. I mean, there are downsized interruptions. Your productivity goes down, your stress levels go up, lowers people's energy. But this one's interesting. It says we're humans, we're social beings, and most people need to interact with each other. So sense of belonging, developing the relationship, being part of a team, which a lot of people are missing now that we're doing more and more via Zoom and online meetings. So the study found social interaction with the interrupter can also boost employees' level of belonging and increased job satisfaction. So bottom line, the sense of belongingness mitigated the negative effect of the interruptions on job satisfaction. Thus, interruptions at work may have gotten a bad rap due to a failure to consider the human element. So there you go. Maybe the pop-in's not that good. Some people need the pop-in. But here's a little thing to save you a little time for that person that does pop in a little too much. Or maybe you don't want to get to know them too much. When someone pops in, just stand up. Don't let them sit down. They take care of business. And I promise you will not last quite as long. So I'll post that at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. That's also the place to find your free Persuasion IQ assessment. All the information and archives from the show. And of course, Influence University. Check it out. And it's also the place to get the new edition of Maximum Influence for free. Just pick up a little shipping and handling. So in the world of persuasion, how do we accomplish more with less time? They're saying pop-ins are now beneficial, so relationships, trust. So here's some things to think about before you even persuade. You're like, oh, I'm too busy. Yeah, you're busy. I get it. But a little extra something, something, a few minutes to think things through, to remind yourself, to review some notes to prepare yourself, to bring the right persuasion tools can all be beneficial. That pre-planned anticipation is kind of the secret formula of the pros to one of the persuasion IQ skills that are critical for success. Because really you have to ask yourself is what you're doing an income producing activity. And people, oh, I'm busy. I got to do the paperwork. Well, it's Monday. It's Friday. It's the afternoon. They're at lunch. They're busy. They don't have time to talk to me right now. These type of things are common excuses that cause us not to manage our time very well and do the things that make the big difference. You know, I love what Henry Ford said, before anything else, getting ready is the secret of success. So before I go to the checklist or things to think about, one thing I mentioned a few weeks ago was knowing your numbers. You need to know how many phone calls you need to make, how many visits you need to do, fill in the blank. That's your key. Then you can plan your day better to know how many phone calls you need to make. And remember, my rule on this one, if it's 100 calls a day and you only make 90 one day, the next day is 110. You just keep going and make it happen. There's no excuses. There's no forgiveness. You just keep doing it. Get your number so you can monitor your close rate and improve. That is critical for anybody to be successful. And the numbers are dismal as far as really getting out there. 40% of persuaders admit of making no new contacts every week. 
Isn't that crazy? 48, almost half the people give up after one contact. But what's interesting is the 10% of people who persist beyond the fourth contact end up with 80% of the business. Did you catch that? The 10% of the people who kept going past the fourth contact ended up with 80% of the business. All right, so we've talked about the numbers and those are important, but let's talk about that pre-persuasion checklist. Some things to think about. I know it takes a couple extra minutes, but it's worth that preparation that makes the difference. And then we'll go into a little bit about time management, how to accomplish more. Because you have to remember when you're contacting someone, it's very rare that they're thinking about you, pondering your product, your service, your idea. They just don't do that. So a lot of times when you're calling, it is an interruption, especially on a cold call. But even if you do have a time, they're probably doing other things or not top of the list. You've got to find a way to adapt to them right then as fast as you can. You've got to put fuel on the fire. You've got to find what their benefit is, what their hot button is, or remind them from a previous call. Spend your time to do the research, to review your notes, to figure out more about their company. The more you can find out in a few minutes can really help you out. The whole thing about the pre-persuasion checklist is to adapt to them, what their wants and needs are, their personality, and to know what tools you should use. And so you're like, well, cold call, personality, yeah. You can figure out their personality. You can listen to their voicemail when they're not there. That tells you a lot about a person. You can ask other people that work there. You can stalk them on social media. There are so many things that you can do to find more about their personality, their company, the industry. That's the key. The more time you spend doing this step, you can adapt. And if you talk to them before, you can review your notes, figure out where they are, and then you can put more fuel on their fire, figure out what's going on. Because again, they're not thinking about you every hour of the day. They're probably not thinking about you at all. You've got to find their hot buttons, remind them of those hot buttons, adapt to their style, their personality, bring the right persuasion tools. And then one final thing I will add to that is asking yourself, okay, what's going to be causing resistance here? That one question can be very helpful to you because... You can bring the right tools. You can adapt to them to see what's going on. Are they the decision maker? Is there history between you and their company, another salesperson in the industry? Are you the expert? Do they trust you? Do they like you? All those things could cause potential resistance. And you can fix them right up front if you've anticipated them. And that's the key. That's what great persuaders, great salespeople do. They spend time, just a little time up front to get as much information as they can. One size does not fit all. That's why you adapt to them, their style, or personality, what could be causing resistance. You're learning about them. If it's a second, third, fourth meeting, you're reviewing your notes. You're adapting. You're asking yourself, okay, last time, what caused this resistance? What do I need to do here? And that will change the game for you. Now, what I promised earlier, what I want to get to now is time management. How do you accomplish more in less time? That's what successful people do. They get it done faster. They get it done better. They manage their time. But we've all heard, oh, I don't have the time or plenty doesn't work for me. I want to be spontaneous. I don't want to feel tied down. Or a lot of people just waiting for everything to be perfect. Now, there's a time and place for the old ready, fire, aim model where you just have to throw yourself in. You just do it. You get ready. Then you fire. Then you aim. There's a time and place for that. But when your income's on the line, persuasion's on the line, You've got to be able to manage your time to accomplish more. Time does equal money. We know that. And no one has enough time. A lot of you wear this badge. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I think the goal is to be less busy 
and to realize you can't accumulate time like money. That's why time is more important than money. And the studies do show, even though you'll be in denial when I say this, that most of you are wasting about two hours a day. That's about a whole month of wasted time, wasted income, of not doing income-producing activities or not managing your time right. This is a huge one. If you can have an extra two hours of day to do what you do to work on those income-producing activities, it makes a huge difference. So do ask yourself throughout the day, what is the best use of my time throughout the day? What activities can you turf? What can you automate? Is there software for that? What part of the day should you really work on the difficult tasks? And here's something a lot of people don't realize. Most people have a four-hour block of the day where cognitively, mentally, and even with their energy levels are up higher than other times of the day. Now, some people are morning people. Some people are afternoon people. Some people are evening, late night people. It doesn't matter. But that four-hour block of the day is doing the stuff, the most important stuff, the 20% that gives you 80% of the results, that's that time of day. That's not a time to answer emails or some of those basic tasks that don't take a lot of mental energy. Man, that four-hour block is reserved for the most important things that you can do. I mean, that one thing alone will be very, very helpful to you. Because a lot of people just start the day, do the fun, fast things, the simple things, the enjoyable things. But if that's your time, do those things later. Because my early mentor, Jim Rhodes, said, are you confusing activity with accomplishment? Because you could be busy all day long and accomplish nothing. You could spin your wells all day long and really not achieve much. And ask yourself, too, you clear what you want to accomplish, what you want to do. Are you getting your numbers? And then, of course, is there anything in your life you need to remove that's wasting a lot of time? So let's talk about some tools here, some things to help you out. Remember your four-hour block? That's the time to get things done. Do always ask yourself, what's the most important use of my time right now? Is this an income-producing activity? And a lot of people say, don't start the day till it's finished on paper or on your computer. And there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, you can map your day out the night before, that morning, make sure it gets done, prioritize. Careful that a lot of times when you do make a list, the most important things in your life, like uh, family and other things might not make it on your list. They might not seem like a fire. So there's some pros and cons to that, but you do need to map out your day and prioritize your day. Otherwise, you're going to be bouncing all over the place. I would also recommend to batch your tasks. Do all your emails maybe once or twice a day. So you're taking similar tasks and you're doing them just once a day, maybe twice a day. All your phone calls at once, all your research at once, you decide. But when your brain's in gear, keep it in gear and do the same things. Batch your tasks. And of course, monitor your interruptions. We talked about the pop-in earlier. Do you shut your door? Do you put on do not disturb? Do you turn off your cell phone during those four hours? Monitor the interruptions. Like I mentioned, stay standing for the pop-in. Maybe don't answer the phone. Maybe don't look at the phone when it dings, but monitor those interruptions so you can be more productive. Now, sometimes this is controversial, multitask. A lot of brain experts say, oh, you can't really multitask. Well, there is some truth to that. You can't do two really intense, mentally, cognitively difficult things at once, but you can do personal development while you drive. You can, you can get up to speed on the industry while you work out. There are things that you can do and multitask if you need to. So you get a couple things done at once. Got to have your deadlines. The brain needs deadlines. Goals need deadlines. You have to have deadlines and with consequence. That you don't make it, there's a consequence. But let me add to that. The consequence being you'll probably have to do more tomorrow. Okay. 
Maybe there's a bigger consequence, but I also like to add a reward. There's going to be a consequence. Give you a reward. You're going to take a longer weekend. You're going to go fishing. You're going to watch a football game. You're going to go treat yourself, fill in the blank. It's okay to have a consequence, but let's have some fun with that and put a reward to it. Another thing you do is reduce your sleep time, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, especially if there's this big project you need to get done right away. Reduce a little sleep time. And the big one that I've noticed for me and other people that I've worked and coached with is exercise. You're like, well, I don't have time to exercise. I'm like, well, doesn't exercise give you more time? Yes, it does. You live longer, feel better, have more energy, sleep less, accomplish more. I'm telling you that 30, 40, 50 minutes that you're exercising, that'll come back tenfold. That is a very important exercise gives you more time, more energy. You're, you're thinking better. You're having more energy. You're accomplishing more. There's so many benefits to it. Even if it's just a walk in the morning, whatever you need to do, that is a huge piece. And let me add another one to this that a lot of people don't think about with this is your decisions. Have you ever read Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich? He says the inability to make decisions is a major cause of failure, a major waste of time, taking too long to make a decision, just thinking about it too much. Successful people make quicker, faster decisions. Now, I'm not going to say their success rate's any better. I did see a study that was about the same, but they didn't waste as much time so they can get more done. So learn to reach decisions faster because you could do analysis paralysis. You could spend two years trying to figure things out. Follow that instinct, follow that intuition, learn to make decisions, make those decisions quickly. Indecision destroys purpose. It's a waste of time. It makes your brain melt, whatever you want to put here. Learn to make faster decisions, to follow that intuition, to make quicker decisions. Because if the success rate's the same, don't spend two months when you can do it in two minutes or two hours or whatever the time frame is. So there you go. Let's recap. Do you know your numbers? Know exactly how many phone calls you need to make a day or whatever it is you're doing? How many emails you need to send? And there's no wiggle room there. If you need 100 and you only did 90, 110 the next day. Number two, your pre-persuasion checklist. Get as much information you can. Learn to adapt. Review your notes. Figure out what's going to be causing resistance and what tools you're going to use. And then final piece, time management. Accomplish 10 times more and half the time with a third of the effort when you do it the right way. That's what successful people do. Great persuaders, successful people have taken the time to prepare ahead of time, every time. They don't wing it. They don't just go with the flow. They don't show up to see what's going to happen. They're there. They've anticipated questions, resistance, concerns. They've done their homework. It gives them the edge. This allows you to adapt, gives you more confidence. And when you have more confidence, you get more trust. And when you have more trust, you're a better persuader. Pre-planned anticipation. It's one of the persuasion IQ skills that is critical to your success. And it really is the secret formula of great persuaders. Hey, choose something that I talked about today. Apply it, use it. I know this is not the funnest topic, but it's the one that makes the biggest difference. And we're like, oh yeah, whatever, I'll do it later. No, do it now. It'll change the game for you. You'll be a better persuader. Because when you need to persuade somebody, it's too late to learn. It's too late to prepare. So go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Send me an email, Kurt, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. All your information's there. The specials, the trainings, the emails, the archives. Take your Persuasion IQ assessment. It's all at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. But hey, hit like, hit subscribe, tell your family, friends, and enemies about the podcast. 
and be more successful by learning how to be influential, being a better negotiator, having a better mindset, learning the right tools so you can go out and persuade with power.